the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Glad you're here tonight. I'm Pastor Guy. We have a very special guest tonight. You all know him, um, and he's going to bring a, a very encouraging word for you tonight. Would you welcome Mr. Tom Gullick? Thank you, Pastor. Am I on, Uncle Richie? Yeah, I'm on. Go ahead, Thirsty. You can put up there um, 1 Corinthians 12 in the last verse, whatever it is. Good evening, everybody. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. The Apostle Paul said his preaching and his teaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. I thank you, Father God, that the Lord Jesus is the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. And I thank you tonight that you confirm your word with signs following. And Holy Spirit... I yield myself to you tonight for you to draw out of me what, what you want in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. As we was down at the jail Sunday night, and Chad sang a song, and in the song it says, In his presence I will live. Do you know that you can live in his presence? Well, I'm going to teach you a little bit tonight how to live in the presence of God. But when he sung those songs, those words, I will live in his presence, this is what brought me to what I'm going to minister to you tonight. So in the very first, I'm going to, and also, I'm going to be in the King James, but also I'm going to use the message uh, translation. It's not a translation, but it's a paraphrase. But I've been studying the love of God long enough, and I use the message in my own study life. I do, I do read it, but I believe what I'm going to bring out of it tonight is going to be accurate and agree with the Word of God. So let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 31. It says, But covetly, covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. So I'm going to show you the excellent way tonight, and if you'll open your heart up to the Word of God and let it go down into your heart and take root, it'll set you free. So, in the 13th chapter, in the first verse, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, have not charity, or have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, 
so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, which is love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profited me nothing. Okay, love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up with pride. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeks not her own. It is not easily provoked, and it thinks no evil. Rejoice it not in, in iniquity, but rejoice it in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. Now down in verse 13. It says, Now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest is love. Thirsty, if you would, put up there Jude um, 20 and 20, Jude 20. In Jude, I'm still in the King James, in Jude 20, it says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So it says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what I pray in the Spirit a lot. I pray in other tongues. I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the Spirit to keep myself built up, to keep myself in the love of God so I can live in the presence of God. You see, when you keep yourself in the love of God, nobody's going to be able to hurt you or offend you. His love takes no account of the wrong done to it. And there's a lot of people today, and they'll say, well, I love God, but I don't love people. Well, that's impossible. You're on a planet with a bunch of people, and as long as you're here with a bunch of people, there's going to be problems. But you don't have to get involved in it if you keep yourself in the love of God, whatever comes your way, it will not affect you. I was talking to a person at lunch today. He came up to me and said, can I talk to you? And I said, you can talk to me. And he started sharing with me some things that was on his heart. And he says, in the past, I got hurt real, real, real bad. I said, okay. And I talked to him. He explained some things to me. And I told him, let it go. It's just that easy. You say, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Love takes no account of the wrong done to it. I'm going to teach to you tonight the more excellent way. I'm going to teach how to, to you tonight how to live in his presence. I'm going to teach to you tonight how to abide in him. You know, you can be saved and not abide in him. I'm talking about abiding in fellowship. I'm talking about abiding in his presence. You can live there. It's up to you. So, if you would, Thirsty, let's go ahead and go to the Gospels of uh, John, the Gospel of John, and put up there uh, John, the chapter 13, and I believe it's verse 34 and 35. It is. 
uh, John 13, the Gospel of John, uh, verse 34 and 35. It says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you can love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35. I want you to notice uh, this characteristic here, this mark. It says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So he gave us a commandment, and the commandment's to love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as we look at the scripture tonight, we can see that he was teaching his disciples how to abide in him. So let's go to the 14th chapter in the 15th verse of the Gospel of John. 14 and 15. Or let's see, yeah, 14 and 15. In 14 and 15, it says this. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 23. And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode or make our home with him. Verse 24. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Now, thirsty, if you would, Put up there the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, and the first verse. John 15 and 1. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. He wants fruit out of us. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Verse 4. Abide in me. And I abide, abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. What he's talking about here is abiding in him. He's talking about keeping yourself in the love of God. That's how you abide in God. And the devil's job and he'll do anything he can to upset you, to get you offended, to get this, to get that, to keep you from uh, um, living in his presence, to keep you from running your race, to keep you from doing what you're supposed to do here on this earth. He'll bring all kinds of things across your way. But I got new, good news for you. You can overcome every bit of it. Just abide in him. Just keep yourself in the love of God. You know, when you got born again, the love of God was shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. That love's there. All you have to do is tap into it and live in it. In verse 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, you can do 
absolutely nothing. Now I go down to verse 9, same chapter, chapter 15. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, and let me say it one more time, the commandments he's talking about here ain't the ten. He's talking about love. To love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love your neighbor yourself. One commandment. To love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I kept the Father's commandments. So see, Jesus kept the same commandments that he's telling us to keep. And it says, and he abode in his love. We're still in 15. Let's go to the 11th verse. In the 11th verse, ever since we started in the 13th chapter, we've been talking about love, and we're still talking about love. In the 11th, in 11th verse, it says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Now see, his joy is in you if you're saved. He said that my joy might remain in you. Now how is his joy not going to remain in you? It's when you get offended, and you get bitter, and you get hurt, and that joy is gone. So he's talking about walking in love here, and he says that my joy might remain in you. Now that's up to you. And listen, that your joy might be full. Joy is not an emotion or a feeling. Joy is a supernatural state of being, just like peace is. It's a supernatural state of being that you can dwell in peace. You can dwell in joy. You can stay there. You can live there. Verse 12. This commandment, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for, my fr for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You see, the world don't have the love of God in them. But we do. Now I want you to go thirsty if you would. Put up there 1 John. Verse chapter 1 and verse 1. When we're reading about um, John, we're always we're always reading about uh, the love of God. Before I read First uh, John chapter one and verse one, I want to read this. I've already I've already mentioned it, but um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and mention it again. What the devil is always trying to do to get you mad, offended, hurt, wounded in some way to get you out of love. And, I, you know, I know people 
that can quote the Bible. They can quote Scripture. And they want to bump heads with you and prove that they're right. Okay? Well, that's not the love of God. You can know God by keeping yourself in the love of God. In 1 John 1 and 1, that which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, which was manifested unto us. That which we've seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship was with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And here we are. We read over in the Gospel of John where he said that my joy might remain in you and your joy might be full. Now we get over to First John and he's talking about the fullness of joy in your life. And he's explaining to us how to do it. And he's teaching us to keep ourselves in the love of God. And it says, These things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This is the message we've heard of, of you and declare on, uh, heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with you and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, when I started off, and I started off saying, let me show unto you a more excellent way. Let me use another word. Let me show you a more perfect way. You see, in verse 7, he says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the second chapter, and I want to read a few verses, and then I'm going to come back. In the second chapter, let's see what he's talking about when he's talking about light and darkness here. In the second chapter, in the eighth verse, it says this. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which is thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, okay? And the true light now shines. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. But he that loveth his brother abideth in the light. Remember where it says, when we was reading the first chapter, if you walk in the light, it's, I'm in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. He says, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light, dwells, lives in his presence, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. You keep yourself in the love of God, and you refuse to be hurt, wounded, and offended in this crazy world, you're going to abide in the love of God. I don't know about you. But living in his presence and abiding in him is a whole lot better than darkness. Verse 11. 
He that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whether he goeth because darkness has blinded his eyes. Now I'm going to go back to the first chapter again. No, I'm going to go to the second chapter. I'm going to go through the second chapter and I'm going to go to um, the third verse of the second chapter. Now we're talking tonight about living in his presence. We're talking to tonight about abiding in him. And we're talking tonight about knowing him. The more you walk in love, the more you know God. Period. It don't make no difference how many degrees you have. He gave us a way to know him. It says, hereby we do know that we know him. Okay? Hereby we do know that we know him. How? There's that word if again. Two letters. I-F. If we keep his commandments. Not if we think about his commandments. If we keep his commandments. Verse 4. He that saith, I know him. He that saith, I know him. In other words, he that saith, I know God, I walk with God, I'm deep in God, I know all about God that there is, and don't keep his commandments, <laughs> he's lying. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Verse 8. Well, since I've already read verse 8, I won't, I won't go back to it again. We've already, we've already went through that, but here's what I'm going to do. Thirsty, I want you to put the scriptures that I just read in the King James in the second chapter. I want you to put them also up in the message. Put it up there. Um, three and We'll start with three. We'll go to four, and then we'll go through the other scriptures. I guess I better get my message unless I want to look up there. Maybe it would be faster. Here's how we can be sure that we know God in the right way. How many of you know that you can know God, but you may not know him in the right way? But he wants you to know him in the right way. But you may know God in the wrong way. It's possible, okay? Here's how we can be sure we know God in the right way. Real simple. Keep his commandments. Verse 4. If someone claims I know him well, but doesn't keep his commandments, he's obviously a liar. His life doesn't match his words. Put up there the 8th verse, Thirsty. On the other hand, perhaps it is new. Freshly minted as in both Christ and you, the darkness on its way out and the true light already blazing. 9. Anyone who claims to live in God's light and hates a brother or sister is still in the dark. 10. It's the person who loves brother and sister who dwells in God's light and doesn't block the light from others. 11. Whoever hates is still in the dark, stumbles around in the dark, doesn't know which way is up, blinded by the darkness. Now, I'm still in 1 John, the second chapter. I want to go to the 15th verse. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. You notice in verse 16, 
It says all that's in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I believe that this possibly, the pride of life could possibly be man's greatest enemy. Everybody has to deal with the pride of life. And the only way I know to overcome it, some people don't even recognize it. And if you don't recognize it, you can't even recognize your enemy. And the only way I know to overcome it is the love of God. I'm not going to put that up in the message, uh, Thirsty. Let's go to 1 John 3 and verse 1. 1 John 3 and verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love that the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it do not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him, let me just use this word right here, whosoever abideth in love, Sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth had not seen him, never, neither known him. You can't walk in love and sin at the same time. Put up there, thirsty, put it in the um, message. I'll just read it off here. In the message. No, put it, verse 1. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us, just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously because they, has no, they have no idea who he is or what he's up to. Verse 2. But friends, that's exactly who we are, children of God. And that's the, only the beginning. Who knows how we'll end up? What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we'll see him and in seeing him become like him. Verse 3. All of us who look forward to his coming, I like this right here, stay ready. You know, there's a parable in the Bible about the foolish virgins. Five was ready and five wasn't. I like how they put this right here. All of us who look forward to his coming, stay ready. With the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. Verse 4. All who indulge in a sinful life are dangerously lawless, for sin is a major disruption of God's order. Next verse. Surely you know that Christ showed up in order to get rid of sin, and there's no sin in him, and sin is not a part of his program. Verse 6. No one who lives deeply, I like the way it puts some of these things. No one who lives deeply in Christ, okay, makes a practice of sin. None of those who do practice sin have taken a good look at Christ. They got him all backwards. 
that's that's enough thirsty you can go back to uh, verse six one more time no one who lives deeply in christ you see you can live as deep as you want to that's why he says draw nigh to him he'll draw nigh to you okay thirsty if you would we're still in the third chapter go to the 14th verse of the third chapter We know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer had eternal life abiding in him. Verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, and in truth, and hereby we know that we are of the truth, are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart; He knows all things. But if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And once again, in verse 23, he tells us what his commandments are in 23 and 24. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. He that keepeth his commandments. You know how many times we've seen the word keepeth and abide in and stay in? He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit he has given us. Now I want you to go back, Thirsty, and put these same scriptures up in the message. Starting with verse 14 in the message. He says this. The way we know, the way we know we've been transfer, transferred from, life, from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. Put up 15. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is still a murderer. And you know very well that eternal life and murder don't go together. Now put up their 18, Thirsty. My dear children, let us not just talk about love. Let us practice real love. 19. This is the only way we know we're living truly, living in God's reality. I want to read that again. No, put it back, Thirsty. I want to read that again. You see, God didn't leave us out down here without being able to know him the way that he wants us to know him. And the only way to know him is through his written word and what he says in his word. It says this is the only way we'll know him, we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality. How is the only way? By keeping ourselves in the love of God. You know my disciples? Because they have love one for another. Next verse, thirsty. It says, it's also the way to shut up deliberating self-criticism, even when there's something to it. For God is greater than our worried hearts and knows more about us than we do ourselves. Verse, let's see. Okay. We're able to st stretch our hands out and we receive what we ask for because we 
because we're doing what he said, doing what pleases him. Next verse. Again, this is God's command. To believe in his personally named son, Jesus Christ, he told us to love each other in line with the original command. 24. As we keep his commandments, keep his commands or commandments, I like this right here. We live deeply and surely in him. How about that? Deeply. Deeply. In God. In the light as he is in the light. As we keep his commands, we live deeply and surely in him. And he lives in us. And this is how we, look at, this is how we experience his deep and abiding presence in our life. You know when I told you uh, Chad was singing that song in the jail Sunday night? In his presence, I can live. This is how you abide deeply in his presence. We experience his deep and abiding presence in us by the spirit. He's given us. Okay, Thirsty, let's go to um, the last chapter we're going to go to. That's 1 John 4 and verse 7. King James. 1 John 4 and verse 7, it says this. Beloved. Who's he talking to? He's talking to us. He's talking to the church, those that are born of love. He said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not... Knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we surely ought to love one another. Verse 12. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love, I like this right here, is perfected in us. A more excellent way? A more perfect way? Verse 16. We have known and believed that God, the love that God had to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, in God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother who he has seen, how can he love God he's never seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Now let's go back and look at it in the message. Start all over again, Thirsty, with 4 and verse 7. Thirsty's quick on that back there. It says this, my beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love, so you can't know Him if you don't love. What's the next verse, Thirsty? 11. My dear friends, if God so loved us like this, certainly we ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever. But if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us. I like how he keeps saying this. 
If we love one another, God lives deeply within us. And his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. Okay, thirsty? Go back. No, thirsty. Let's go to the same ones. Let's go to 16. Verse 16. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul, this love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. Before you go to the next verse, I want to read that again. If we take up a permanent residence, you want to be set free tonight? You want to live in freedom for the rest of your life? Look, listen, love set me free in 1979 and love keeps me free today. When we take up a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. Next verse, Thirsty. This way, listen, love has the run of the house because it becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free from worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in this world is identical with Christ. Next verse. There's no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear since fear is crippling a fearful thing. Fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. Next verse. We thought we're going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. Next verse. If anyone boasts, I love God and goes on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. If he won't love the person he can't see, how can he love God he can't see? Next verse. The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. There's nobody that's lived in this world that's walked upon the face of the earth that hadn't had all kinds of um, things happen to you. Okay? But all you have to do is let it go. You say it ain't that easy. Yes, it is. You want to be free? You want to live in his presence? You want to abide in him? Then let it all go. Everything about your childhood, it says to honor your mother and father which is the first commandment of promise, that it may be well with you and you may, you may live long on the earth. I've never dishonored my mother and my father. I don't, I, I don't blame them for anything. They're both gone, but I can still honor them. I won't speak evil of my mother and my father. You're supposed to honor them. I believe... I heard Pastor Guy sing a song before more than once at the jail. It's so easy letting go. It's easy. I'm telling you, the devil's a liar. It's easy. Pastor Guy, would you sing that song for us? Did I catch you on a... I catch you on a, you know, ready in season, out of season. At any time, it's so easy letting go. 
Let Jesus take control. Let it go tonight, people. Just let it go. Pastor Guy is going to minister to us, and as you hear these uh, words, just let it go. Walk out here free tonight. You can do it. No fear. No fear. I spent most of my life trying to figure out who I am. Walking with my hands in my pocket and my feet on shifting sand. Yeah. The people around me trying to tell me this is good as it's gonna get. I was just hanging on, hoping for an answer, yeah. But then Jesus called me, Jesus called me. Jesus called me home instead. It's so easy, let it go. Just lift your hands up and said, Jesus, take control. Yeah. He's the only one I'll ever roll away the stone. You gotta find yourself, find yourself in Him. It's so easy, let it go. It's surprising to find out who you really are. Yeah, just open his word and you will see.
that song and he was talking about lifting up your hands well let me just tell you this is in the New Testament it said lifting up holy hands listen without wrath and without doubting without wrath I keep myself in the love of God and without doubting without faith it's impossible to please him everybody that comes to him must believe that he is he's who he says he is and he's a reward of them who diligently seek him if you're diligent to seek him just remind them Father God, you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.